0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolaroid Stories. This is episode number 8. My name is Fabio, I'm an English teacher. I'm an English teacher who believes in the power of photography and stories. Because by telling a story based on one of your pictures, I think. I think it's not only a way to improve your English and practice the language, but it's also a great way to make connections, to create connections with with other people. Because they might have a similar story, so they, they might relate to you. And this is what I do in this podcast, I do just that, I share my own true stories. These are all inspired by photos that I've taken, and if you want to see these photos, you can go to my website, stolaroid.com stories. And there you will see the pictures. Today's story is about freedom and it's called road trip. If you want to see the photo that inspired this story, go to stolaroid.com slash road trip. And you will not see the transcript you will not see the transcript there on my website because I'm working on a little project but the transcript will will be available soon. So just try to understand the general meaning of the story and enjoy it. All right, it's now story time. It's the 30th December 2013, I'm in Australia and I'm driving out of the city of Melbourne. My girlfriend Aloha is sitting next to me and we're both pumped, because we're going on a three week road trip along the Australian East Coast. We've got the music on, windows down, we're singing and we're super excited. We've been living the backpacker life in Australia and have been waiting for this day since we landed months ago. Today is the beginning of the journey of a lifetime, we'll be covering 4000 kilometers, and we're going to make our first stop in Sydney, where we will celebrate New Year's Eve. Tomorrow night we'll be on the Sydney Harbour, watching that spectacular fireworks display that we've only seen on TV in Italy. To save up for this adventure, Aloy and I worked endless hours in Melbourne for 4 long months. We bought ourselves a 15-year-old van, which is what I've always dreamed of since the day I arrived in this country. We now have one that is slow and rusty, but it's the most precious thing I've ever owned. We named it Even and furnished it as if it was our house, because we'll be sleeping in it throughout the trip. Even makes me feel completely free and happy. I can travel wherever I want, whenever I want, because we have no permanent accommodation anymore. Even is our mobile home. We have a queen-size mattress in the back and lots of stuff. Camping equipment, tables, chairs, bikes and even a drum kit on the roof. I'm just as happy as can be. And I want to share a bit of that happiness with my mum. She's in Italy, and I know she's waiting for a message from me because I promised I would text her the moment we were leaving Melbourne. But I'm driving, and I'm a very safe and careful driver, so I don't want to use my phone. Instead, I wait until we stop behind a truck at a red traffic light. I take my phone out of my pocket, I look down and start texting. I can't finish my message because I look up and see that the truck in front of me slowly begins to move forward. So I gently press my foot on the accelerator and drive forward too. I quickly look down at my phone again, when Aloha goes, OCHYOOOOO, I crash into the truck. I curse at the top of my voice, throw my phone to the floor and rush out to check what I've just done. And I don't want to see it. But I'm dying to see it at the same time. I stand in front of the van and I'm speechless. It's painfully huge. I've disfigured Evan's face. Aloha is standing beside me. I turn to look at her, and for the first time in my life, I see the eyes of satan. An ambulance happens to be around, and I'm approached by a paramedic. She asks me if we're okay. I look at this woman, and I don't know what to say. My girlfriend has just turned into the devil, and I've just ruined the beginning of the longest trip of my life by smashing my van after two kilometers. I tell this lady we're both alright and that we have to be in Sydney by tomorrow afternoon, and she goes, well, you're not going anywhere. I thank her for the positive encouragement and get back into the van, where things are not as bad as they look. They're worse. A smelly liquid and smoke are pouring out inside, and I'm not a car expert but I know that I didn't damage the engine or the cooling system because they're underneath my seat, not in the front so I can't figure out what the hell is going on. Aloy and I drive the inside with some rugs and get back on the road, but after one minute I look at the instrument panel and see that the temperature of the engine is getting dangerously high. I have to stop before we explode. We urgently need a mechanic. But it's Christmas time, and almost all mechanics are closed in Australia during this period. Forget about a mechanic now, it's also getting dark, so I have no choice but to park the van somewhere, spend the night in it, and then try to find a solution tomorrow. I find a car park in a desolated industrial area that doesn't look very safe. Aloy and I don't speak. I have nothing to say. I just want to sleep because it's the only way to stop thinking. She opens the back door of the van and sees a spider on the mattress. So even my sleep now is going to suck because we're in Australia, where every animal is here to kill you. And I'm sure that that is what that spider will try to do tonight. But it's not the spider that keeps me awake. I catastrophize all night. I'm thinking about the fact that we haven't got a safe place to stay, and I can't get a room in a hostel because it's peak season. Even if they had one, it would cost us a fortune at this time of the year. So we will have to forget about our road trip, throw the van away, go back to Melbourne, look for accommodation, find a job and cancel all our plans. But then I think that we can't even do that because we're stuck in this car park and if I move the van it will explode. I think we're fucked. The next morning I'm a zombie walking around the area in search of a mechanic. Everything is shut. I'm surrounded by small factories and businesses but they're all closed. There's no one around and there's total silence. No sign of life whatsoever. I walk and walk but find nothing. This is the end of my australian dream. But then I see it. It's a garage. It's open. And there are two mechanics at work. I run back, jump into the van and drive it to the two men. They're able to fix the cooling system in no time and Evan is back to life. I start the engine and the temperature is alright. It's finally over. We can leave Melbourne, and Satan has left Aloha's body too. She's immensely relieved and smiling, just like me. I've just had the biggest emotional roller coaster of my life. I went from cloud nine to desperate, and back to feeling over the moon again in less than 24 hours. And I realize that I'm not free like I thought I was. I'm not totally in charge of my own happiness because my peace of mind was at the mercy of external events. Events that were beyond my control anyway. So maybe my idea of complete freedom was not right. Going on a road trip and living in a van isn't enough to be completely free. But being able to stop my emotions from taking full control of my actions and my state of mind might be the key to full freedom. Thank you. All right, we're back. What do you think? What do you think of this story? I was so stupid. I looked at my phone while I was behind the wheel. So never ever text while driving, you see? something can happen you can crash into something even if you are at a traffic light if you look at your phone so don't do it don't do it that's another lesson and then i thought and then i thought well i thought i thought i was free you know i've got the van i'm going on a road trip so i'm so happy but then i realized you know maybe i'm not i'm not that free because if something good happens I feel good then something bad happens and and I feel depressed and then again something good happens and I'm so it's I I need to get a balance I need to manage my emotions in a much better way right this is what I realized in that moment when we when the two mechanics fixed the van I thought oh so now I'm super happy before I was depressed now I'm super happy but life life Uh, this is how life works right life is made of ups and downs so I I personally need to learn how to manage my emotions in a little bit uh, in in a better way otherwise I'll never be totally free I'll never be completely free okay um, and then oh sorry and then I got to live with Satan for 12 hours I lived with Satan my girlfriend turned into the devil and she was right she was right I mean we worked for so long and then I crashed the van in such a stupid way anyway anyway do you have a similar story tell me have you ever lived with Satan have you ever crashed a van have you ever have you ever um reflected on the way your emotions uh, influence your, your, your peace of mind or your actions. So, if you have a story, you know what to do. You can send it, you can send it to me. You can record it as an audio file or you can send it by email. I will look at it and I will give you some feedback on your story, on your English, okay? Um, if you have a picture, also um, based on this story, on your story, that'd be great. That would be great. Send everything to me, stoleroid.com/contact. Uh, you will see my email address there. That's my website. Send everything to me, and let's make connections, guys. Let's make connections. Through the power of our pictures and the power of um, our stories. That's it for today. I hope to uh, I hope that you will enjoy that you will join the next episode of Stolaroid Stories. So I might see you in the next episode with another true story. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>